You're listening to Draft Chat. Episode 10. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Draft Chat Podcast. This is episode number 10. I'm one of your hosts, Zach, and joining me on the line, as always, is my lovely co-host, Ben. What's up, Ben? Hey, not much. And uh, get this, two cool things happened to me today. Okay. So, first of all, I moved into my new apartment. I got my whole new mic set up. Hopefully, you can all hear me loud and clear. Second of all, I bought jalapeno veggie straws. Have you ever had those? I don't think so. Okay, they are stupidly good. I ate nearly half the bag just trying them. Like they are, they're kind of like Takis. Uh, of course, they're not, it's a little different than Takis. Takis, jalapeno veggie straws, please sponsor us. <laughs> is that the name of the brand, jalapeno veggie straws? I, I forget what brand it is. You know the veggie straw brand that just like says veggie straws on it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll take a sponsorship from any spicy foods. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed them though. That sounds great. This week, we're doing an entire live draft of Amonkhet Remastered. We're going to try to do this with video, Ben. We've got some some recording situations set up here, and hopefully this will work. If it does, it'll be up probably on my YouTube channel, I guess. Uh, we don't really have one for the podcast uh, yet, but... Um, we could do that. We could do that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure something out. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to be trying to walk through an entire live draft here uh, of Amonkhet Remastered. Before we get into that, of course, we have the Patreon. You can check that out at patreon.com slash draftchaffpod if you're interested in giving back to the cast. Of course, the show will always be free, but if you're so inclined to give back and uh, try to pour back into the community that's that's listening here, that's a great way to do it. It supports us, and we're trying to put everything we get out of the cast, out of the Patreon, rather, back into the cast in some way, shape, or form, uh, whether that be giveaways or things of that nature. So uh, go ahead and check that out if that's your thing. We have a couple of quick discussion points here, Ben, before we really dive into this episode. Uh, mm, one of which, it, yeah, one of which is Commander Legends. So for those who haven't heard, Commander Legends is a new set that's supposed to be releasing sometime this year, and it's essentially Commander meets Draft. Yeah, that'll be something. Not going to lie, every once in a while, Wizards puts out so many sets that I kind of lose track and I I lose interest. But these are two of my favorite formats. Commander is just fun nonsense, and obviously that's what we're all about here. And Draft, (laughs) you take the best parts of both, combine them. I am definitely interested in what it has to offer. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. There are a few rules changes from like your traditional commander format just to make it work in draft and the set's supposed to be massive we haven't seen a ton of cards from it for, but what we have seen so far has me pretty excited mm-hmm. yeah and if any, if it's anything like the card selection that they featured in the uh, commander collection green is that what that thing was called that yeah. thing was full of staples if they're taking a page out of that book for this yeah i'm really in for it yeah i don't know if you saw either the uh, baron Sengir art from from the original artist, I can't remember his full name, but it's Pete something, Pete Pete Stevens or something like that. Mm-hmm. The original art piece for that sold for over $32,000. Wow. Yeah, That's absolutely sweet. crazy. <laughs> and along those lines, we have another draft format that's coming out called Supreme Jeez. Draft. So many. Now, Supreme Draft is honestly even more wacky in my opinion. It is only going to be on Magic Online as far as I'm aware 
Uh, correct me if I'm wrong there, if you have any other information yeah, on that. But that I couldn't say. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's only going to be on Magic Online. But essentially what happens is you open every pick, you open a brand new pack and you take two cards from that pack. So you're, you're draft by yourself. You don't you don't sit in a, in a pod. You just open packs and you draft two cards from each pack. And I think it's 18 or 20 packs you open. Wait, and wait, then you wait, build wait. the deck with it. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me get this straight. How many, how many packs did you say? 18? Oh, no, it's 18. Yeah, it's 18. You have 36 total picks, and then you can put any number of basic lands in just like normal draft. So you get 18 pack one pick twos? You get 18 double masters pack one pick ones. Yeah. Right. Wait, so you, and you take two cards per pack, right? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So then what happens to their packs? They just vanish. They just vanish into the the ether ether. of magic. Yeah, they they vanish into the ether of magic online. Oh, then uh, what happens when you open a pack with three really good picks in it? One of them goes to the garbage, I guess. (laughs) The void, man. What happens if... Oh, man. All right, this is interesting. Plus, this is very different than any kind of other draft format we've ever seen uh, because you're not reading signals. You're not wheeling things. You don't know what's open. You just kind of have to hope right yeah it's honestly it kind of sounds like pseudo sealed on steroids kind of yeah it almost seems random what you'd open it's like sealed with a more narrow path and i feel like it'll be a bit more luck based really yeah i mean you do get to see way more packs you know 18 packs is a lot and it does definitely depend on what you open but so does the regular draft right like there's still a limited Mm -hmm. card pool based on the number of packs that are passed around um, so I don't think it's going to be that crazy, but you do miss out on the self-correcting nature of draft. And I think that's going to make, uh, the format have a lot more of those, like this deck is the deck to play because you can't get yeah. cut out of it. If you open those cards, they're yours. But then again, if you're getting that many pack openings, you're going to see 18 rares or mythics, right? We're going to have some pretty interesting looking decks. Yeah. I imagine they're going to be relatively high powered and the commons in whatever i don't remember if they said it's gonna be like a flashback format i think it is and i don't know if all 18 packs are the same either oh this would be a really interesting way to play a chaos draft although unfortunately not this doesn't really work out in person very well does it unless we have that many packs to just loose into the void with seven other players although 18 packs isn't doesn't that work with like you could do a two-person draft with one box right i think Mm -hmm. those are 36 packs yeah, something like that. I don't. I'm not in the market of buying boxes too often, but that sounds yeah, about right. Th- this might be something interesting to do. Uh, I'll probably give it a shot at least once or twice. Yeah, same. Next up, we have our crack and draft type thing, which we're gonna skip because we're doing a full draft this episode. So <laughs> yeah, that we, brings us that. right. That brings us right into our Teferi Tibbles. Uh I guess I'll kick us off. My Teferi this week is that uh, I had a really fun draft with a black white zombies deck. I ended up going six three with it. I thought it was pretty sweet. And then actually I drafted another black-white deck shortly after that, which splashed for uh, Deemworthy and the Scorpion God. That mm-hmm. also took me to 6-3, and I had a silly game game 7, I guess, or, or game 9, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, so yeah, black-white's been really fun this format, and I've been enjoying it a lot. My Tybalt this week is that I lost the last game with that, that original black-white zombies deck. I lost the last game in that event to a deck. It was another black-white deck, and it was running Wrath of God, Overwhelming Splendor, and Approach of the Second Sun. And they beat me with the second cast of Approach of the Second Sun while I was at 26 life. (laughs) 
Oh wow, they 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 got you there. <laughs> they they earned that one. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't even feel bad because I love Approach the Second Sun. I love alternate wing conditions. It's like part of my like magic uh, persona or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just felt bad, you know. I had this awesome high powered uh, black white zombies deck, and I just couldn't. I just couldn't do anything with it. Yeah, that that's a feel bad for sure. I love overwhelming splendor too, especially and it's 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 kind of playable in this format. You can still die even after you've cast it sometimes, given how wide some of these decks can go. But anyway, that's that's the uh, thing. They they wrath cleared my board, and then I was like, that's fine. I have enough in hand that I can rebuild and just beat them down. Then they cast approach the second, so I'm like, okay, they gain seven life, but. I have seven turns now to beat them down and I can totally do that mm. this time. And then they cast overwhelming splendor. I'm like, all my stuff, are, all my, all my creatures are one ones. How am I supposed to beat them? Yeah. It, it, in that situation, it is pretty unbeatable. This week, my Teferi was that I had a, a pretty sweet Eldraine flashback draft. It's, it's up on arena right now. Uh, I, I drafted Obzon Knights, which I would not recommend in that format. You're better off being one color or two colors let alone three, and let alone green, the non-knight color. It, it, it was a decent deck. I don't remember my record or anything, but um, my favorite highlight from it was my opponent cast Covetous Urge. That's the blue-black hybrid spell that lets you steal something from your opponent's hand or graveyard and then cast it with any color of mana. So they Covetous Urge my Sir Conrad. That's one of the, the mythic uncommons from that set. It would definitely have been a draft trap hero. I love that card. Basically, when anything goes into the graveyard or touches the graveyard or leaves the graveyard or interacts with the graveyard in any way, you ping your opponent. And, uh, well, they stole it. They cast it. But I had a Piper of the Swarm, the kind of like the Pied Piper flavor card. And I was able to Pied Piper my own Sir Conrad back to my side of the battlefield and swing for lethal. It was an awesome play. Wow, that sounds incredible. It's like one of those those like swingy roller coaster type games where you're like, I got this. Crap, I don't have this. Wait, I got this. Yeah. It almost reminded me of playing with like hostage takers when you hostage take or something and then they bounce that and then it's all over the place. But anyway, my Tivolt, they banned one of my favorite cards. I might get some hate for this, but I love Field of the Dead, dude. Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to say something about this, uh, this banning. I know you were yeah. really, really in on the, the Field of the Dead decks. All right, so I know Field of the Dead, it's not a very fair card. It's, it's, it's pushed. It's definitely pushed. I think it probably should be legendary, and then it would be fair. I think that'd be maybe even not that great, because it's really in multiples. That's when you start doing dumb things. I guess you could scapeshift into it and still get a million zombie triggers, but then you're only left with one afterwards. So it, it, what really makes the card broken is you have to wrath multiple times against it instead of just one. However, I love Historic, and I've been really loving Field of the Dead ramp decks, especially uh, I've been playing a Soltai list, you know, Uros and Ulamogs and Ugins and your eight growth spirals and all that nonsense. But I, I had some fun with it for a while. I was playing a Karn version. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm going to try to make it work without Field of the Dead, but there was something just so nice about a Field of the Dead mirror where your opponent would make a million zombies and then you would just slam a massacre worm and just <laughs> watch them watch all the triggers fly by. Yeah, that does sound pretty fun. I'll miss it. But whatever, I'll find a new historic deck for the uh, the qualifier later on in the next month, I guess. Yeah, you got to start prepping for that. I guess you still have a whole set of cards that are going to interact with the format before you should really settle on a deck, though, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've been meaning to try to learn just the best decks in the format, just so I do um, the, the the blue like flying men decks and like the I haven't gotten around to learning 
uh, in depth the ping deck. I just hate Mayhem Devil. I, I don't like playing that card. I, it's just so many little triggers. I hate that. Yeah, well, I mean, there's always Amonkeri Master Draft. We can we could always just jam those forever. Although I guess you just can't jam that historic. in a historic <laughs> in a historic qualifier. But anyway. Might be a little underpowered. But let's just get into it. I, I'm ready to draft some non-historic nonsense. Okay, yeah, let's jump right into this draft here. I'm going to try to record some video here for you guys too, so hopefully you'll have the video up. Welcome everybody who's watching on YouTube as well. All right, let's jump into this. We're doing a live draft here with actual people. Thanks to the Sweet. Arena team for giving us that, finally. Yeah, I, I do wish they had best of three instead of just best of one. I think that might make it a, a cooler experience, especially with drafting with people. Then you're, you're more focused on good sideboard options, which there are actually a lot of in this set. Yeah, it is kind of a feel, feels bad, right? With all the defeats just completely unplayable and they're mm -hmm. actually solid cards when you can bring them in. A lot of wraths and things like that too that just get more versatile and, and more interesting to play with when you have uh, the option to sideboard them in and out. Agreed. All right, so we're about to open our first pack for those who haven't really played on Arena too much. Uh, we're sitting at a table waiting for everybody to ready up at the moment. There's always that one person at the very end that doesn't ready up that quickly. Yep, and here we go. We've got our first pack. So let's try to explain some of the cards to people listening on audio only. So our rare here is Leave to Chance. Uh, it's the white red aftermath card. I haven't really womp, been womp. yeah. I haven't been super super happy with that card. Uh, never should cast. Never plan to cast it. We do have a farm to market, which is a solid aftermath card. I think for pretty much any white deck. We have mm -hmm. Compulsory Rest, Cartouche of Solidarity in white. We have a Splendid Agony and a Wander in Death in black. And we have a Cartouche of Zeal in red. Yeah, so there's some good removal here. Uh, farm to Market is solid. Uh, compulsory Rest is solid. Splendid Agony is solid. However, I'm on the Edifice of Authority here. It's a little bit like an Icy Manipulator. And given that it's colorless, I think it might be our best option for pick winning. Yeah, actually, I haven't drafted the card yet in this format. And I think a lot of these slower control decks actually can get there if you build them right so mm -hmm. yeah let's let's go with edifice of authority and we'll uh we'll try to jam some kind of a, a controlish deck speaking of Ooh, here, here we, we see <laughs> we see trial of knowledge if near deadlands we have a binding mummy hieroglyphic illumination lethal sting nefcrop entangler and pretty much all of these are kind of open for us i kind of like the binding mummy here personally mm -hmm. it's just a solid card and it's in the best color we do have options uh, we do I I'm also looking at the Ifnir Deadlands or the Trial of Knowledge. Given that Edifice is a little bit of a slower game plan, I think we could... Mm, trial's really slow for this format, so that one's tough. But Yeah, I don't think I, I like think, the Blue uh, Trial. If anything, I might be on the Deadlands here, but... Deadlands is eh, good. I don't know. We could go really any direction. I might go with the Deadlands just because it doesn't take up a spell slot. It's kind of like you're getting an extra pick. Yeah, let's let's jam the Deadlands here. We'll see, uh, see what we can come up with. That still kind of keeps us open, too. Ooh, and here we see a third pick Magma Spray, which kind of tells me that signal. red is open. A failure to comply is another rare getting passed around, but that's not really <laughs> one of the better Aftermath cards. We have yeah, a Cartouche of Knowledge. Vile Manifestation. Wall of Forgotten Pharaohs as well, and the Vile Manifestation. Quite a few solid cards here. We could try to go into some kind of blue-black cycle deck. The pack we just passed had a bunch of cycle cards in it, but Magma Spray is a good signal here. I feel like red's open. Yeah, I'm not passing a pick three magma spray. If our if people to our right are interested in passing us magma sprays like this, then I think that's where we're gonna be. 
Other red cards in the pack are Crash Through and Zealot of the God Pharaoh. Not really interested in Crash Through unless I'm already in a red-blue spells deck, and Zealot's good, but it's not the same caliber as Magma Spray, which also makes me believe that they didn't take a better red card. They're probably just not mm-hmm. in red. Yeah, I'm perfectly happy with a, a Magma Spray here. Uh, if we wind up in red, we've got some good options. Oh, Ooh, and here, here we, we go. go. Uh, a pick four open fire. And we also see a Pathmaker Initiate in red. This pack also has a Hieroglyphic Illumination and a Dauntless Aven. Essence Scatter as well has been solid. But is I think it's just open fire here, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be an open fire. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe we'll end up in some kind of red-blue deck. We're still very live for that. The Edifice is a slower card, but it can have aggressive... Uh, well, once you start getting that that additional value from the second thing it text where the creature can't attack or block, then it's just a good removal spell. It can help like swing a race as well. Right, which can be useful, especially in this format. Notably, the only black card in this pack is Kenra Eternal, which isn't really saying much. It could have just been a dry pack for black, but yeah, it's hard to say at this point. Here we see no red cards at all. Wow. We, we have okay. a Binding Mummy, which I think is actually late. I think I'm higher on Binding Mummy than, than fifth pick, but maybe maybe that's just accurate. Um, we see a River Hoopoo, which I'm not surprised. It's Blue-Green's kind of the <sighs> been a pretty terrible deck in this format. Poor Hoopoo. I, I, I've played with it once or twice, and it can perform, but you really need to shore up the game with early removal, like uh, Magma Sprays or, well, if you're nuts and want to go three-color, or Unquenchable Thirsts, things like that. Yeah, we see a Feral Prowler, Initiate's Companion, and Quarry Hauler in green, another Steward of Solidarity, and a Supernatural Stamina, I guess, in black. I don't really know mm. what the pick is here. I don't love any of this. I might go with the Steward of Solidarity. And we picked that up <laughs> last second. Oh, okay. here's an interesting pick here. We've got Commit to Memory. This is, uh, seems like no one's interested in, in taking the rare Aftermath cards, are they? So, uh, Commit, you put target spell or non-land permanent into its owner's library, second from the top. It it's kind of like a bounce spell, kind of like removal. And then the second half is a, a big wheel. Everyone shuffles their hands in the library and draws seven cards. This is a strong card, but uh, it is a little expensive. There's also an Onward to Victory in this pack, a Brute Strength, strength and Tormenting Voice in red. I don't know, I might just go with Commit here. It's pretty high in power level. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at too. None of the red or black cards are really any good. Um, okay, on to our next Whoa. pack. We what have a late here? if near Deadlands and a Chef at Dunes. We yeah, have uh, an Essence Scatter, a Kenra Eternal, and no red cards at all. So maybe red actually is cut, and we somehow just got past good red removal. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Maybe both players to our right, maybe they're both in red, and there were like three good red cards in each of the packs that came. This is a late if near Deadlands. I'm pretty high on that card. This might be a signal that maybe some kind of blue-black control theme is open. Honestly, seeing a Sheffetoons here too, I know it's not one of the best cards there, but... I, I think that might be a signal uh, as well. Maybe white's pretty open. But uh, mm-hmm. here, we, we took the Deadlands there, and now we're going into pick eight. Uh, we see an Eternal of Harsh Truths and an Essence Scatter in blue, and a Zealot of the God Pharaoh in red, and no black cards. This is such a weird draft. Maybe people just don't have any respect for the deserts. Maybe. I, and I think, I think that's it, exactly. I think I'm on Harsh Truths here. Yeah, sure. We could pick we could up an Essence the- Scatter later on. The Zealot's good with the red cards we have, but I think we can get more of them. And we wield farm to market. Wow. Blue-white control, maybe? I don't know. I like countervailing wins a good amount, too. But uh, I would take either of these here. Let's see. We have red removal so far. I think taking countervailing wins keeps us open to a red-blue deck if we get the payoffs for that. 
So mm-hmm. I might I might want to take countervailing wins here, but I think farm to market's the better card. I think we just, because Steward of Solidarity is our only other white card, then yeah, that's fine. I like, uh, all right, so first of all, what's left in this pack? We've got Gate to the Afterlife, sorry. Binding Mummy, Shimmer Scale Drake, Slither Blade, and A's of Pollen. Right. I'm on the Drake here. It cycles yeah, early, so cast it late. Here we see a Desert of the True and an Inoketra's name in white. We see a Dune Beetle in black and a Crash Through in red. Mm, I'm on the desert here. Yeah, I don't know that we'll actually play it, but that's fine. We have a next pack. We have a Hieroglyphic Illumination Wheeling and another Kenra Eternal. I'm just going to take the Illumination. We're not really in black for at this sure. point. It's yeah. just Deadlands. And Unburdened. So we're we're rounding out. And a last pick, Hecma Sentinels. This uh, cycle could deck could deck. be open. And hello, hello. <laughs> okay, pack two. We see a Champion of Wits as our rare. We have Supreme Will and Bone Picker, as well as Consigned to Oblivion in our wow. Uncommons. And we have a Spellweaver Eternal in blue as our common. There's also a Thresher Lizard, a Cartouche for Strength, and a Bitterbow Sharpshooters in green. This is tough. I think you just have to slam the Champion of Wits. It's just such a powerful card, but Consigned to Oblivion, Oblivion is good. Bone Picker is good. Spellweaver Eternal is good, especially if you want to stay in red-blue. Yeah, I think I'd like to just snap up our rare and all three of our uncommons here. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, I think I'd go with the uh, the Champion of Wits, though. I, I like this thing. I agree. Filters you There's... early, uh, comes back for a card advantage late. It's good at any point in the game, and uh, it doesn't mind trading off either. Yeah, and it can kind of save you twice, right? It comes in, you get some cards, then it comes back and you get even more cards. Consigned to Oblivion might wheel. I don't know if we'll see the, the Spellweaver Eternal come back. That would be nice. We definitely want to focus on some two drops here. So we just see now a past hour of revelation. There's also a by force and a crock of the crossing. Looks like the person to our left took an uncommon. Other notable things in here. There's a ta crop elite, uh, hieroglyphic illumination. But I'm pretty high on the unquenchable thirst in this pack. We've already got a few deserts, even if we don't play all of them. The next pick in this is probably Horror of the Broken Lands. I'm a big fan of uh, these fatties that cycle for one mana early in the game. And then, you know, when you get to five or six lands, you just play a threat. Yeah, it's great in the blue-black cycle deck as well. There's also Fanbearer in this pack. White just seems really open, at least coming this direction. So I'm a little sad to see that we didn't move into that a little earlier because I think we could have gotten paid off with a zombie, a white-black zombies deck potentially. But ultimately, I'm not super disappointed where we are now. And here we go. <laughs> oh my goodness. We just oh. got past pick three. Pack two, pick three, overwhelming splendor. Now uh, I really yeah. wish we were in white. We also see a Shadowstorm Vizier, so that's, you know, our gold uncommon, I guess. Uh, a Pitiless Vizier, a Trespasser's Curse, which I've actually been happy-ish with. Desert of so the Mindful. We're not, re- we're in blue, but we're not really in anything else. I, I agree. would consider taking Splendor here. Yeah, I think, I think I would too, honestly. We have one black card apart from the, 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 uh, the Deadlands, and that is an Unburden, which we're not playing probably, unless we're in that cycle <laughs> no. deck. We haven't and, seen black cards. I'd slam the overwhelming splendor here. That's such a signal. That means we're probably going to get hooked up in white this pack. We see now uh, a Vizier of the Anointed in as an uncommon. We see a Doomfall, a Claim to Fame, and nothing else really. We have Desert of the Fervent, Naga Vitalist, and a bunch of meh commons as well. I think I'm just on the Vizier of the Anointed. And at this point, with our Edifice and our overwhelming splendor, I might be looking to try to get into some kind of blue-white control deck. Uh, I knew it. I knew you were going to say it. Yep, I think we might be in for it. 
Vizier can actually tutor for our champion of wits if we really want that. And it seems that our colors are open. We just got past another farm to market. We see a start to finish with that uh that black second half in the aftermath. Maybe we could end up splashing black or something. The dead Deadlands doesn't really work well on a splash. But we also see an essence scatter, a desert of the mindful, and a uh, a seer the last tomorrow. I'm kind of on farm to market here. I agree. We have seen the essence scatters go late already, and people aren't valuing the desert super highly. I think, and this is the second desert of the mindful we've seen. We might be able to get that back on the wheel. So yeah, I'm just I'll probably see the farm someone taking a uh, essence scatter over that for sure. So here we've got some duds. We've got a uh, Kenra charioteer by force, the uh, greater sandworm, and a hooded brawler. That's pretty late as well. I don't, I don't love any of these Hecma sentinels. Jeru's Resolve and the Crab are all we've got, but we do need some creatures. I would probably go with the Sentinels. I agree. I could see an argument for picking up the Resolve as well, just because it's a cycler and it's on color, but I don't know what to make of this pack, Ben. We just got past the Pick 7 Open Fire and a Pick 7 Chef at Dunes. So, uh, weird. I'm <laughs> I'm probably going to say go with the Binding Mummy here. It can slow down our opponent just a little bit. Yeah, I think if we can just pick up a couple of other zombies, and there are a few in white, and speaking of, here's another Binding Mummy. We also see a Cartouche of Ambition, pick 8, and a Splendid Agony, as well as a Protection of the Hecma, but I don't know if we really want to see that here. It's kind of just a mech card. It almost feels like we're supposed to be in blue-black. I would probably take the Cartouche here. I think it's that much better than the Mummy. We'll pick up other two drops, but... uh. Oh, actually, the Spellweaver Eternal. That, that'll also that, be a solid pickup from there. Oh, we got, we got one anyway. We got past one. <laughs> Never punished, huh? Yeah, so we might wind up, if we could pick up an Evolving Wilds, I could see splashing a Cartouche for short on removal, especially because this is going to be a much slower deck, and I think Cartouche is really strong in this current meta. Uh, nothing in these last few packs here. Just going to pick up a uh, Supply Caravan. Yeah, pick 11, we have a Trespasser's Curse, a Pitiless Vizier, and a Miasmic Mummy. Not really happy about playing any of those. But I would take the Seeker of Insight, just because it can jump in front of some stuff early in the game, and uh, potentially filter our way into an overwhelming splendor later. Uh, we've got Claim to Fame, Pitiless Vizier, Life Goes On. We're not playing any of these. Maybe we open the Scarab God and we wind up in black. That's, that's the only way I could see that. Yeah, we're just rounding out our pack two here. Hopefully we can come up with an excuse to play this Overwhelming Splendor. But at the moment, <laughs> we're sitting on a bunch of solid-ish blue cards and uh, not a whole lot else. I mean, we have the good rare, but yeah, that's about it. So in this pick, uh, in this pack three, our rare is Heaven to Earth. So Heaven is green X, it deals X to everything with flying. And uh, Earth is red, red X, deals X to everything on the ground uh, kind of flavorful but other stuff in this pack we've got a wasp with a bitter end chef at monitor hash up oasis uh, we got a sacred cat unquenchable thirst horror of the broken lands i think i'm on the thirst here whatever yeah. we're doing it's blue and it's trying to get into the late game so i think that removal is going to serve us well in some way the next pack we've got a scavenger grounds that got passed i don't really know if we're in for that baleful omit is a pretty solid lifelinker there's also an Essence Scatter, a Blighted Bat, a Dune Beetle, and some decent green cards in Hooded Brawler and Ornery Kudu. We also, also see Impeccable, impeccable Timing. timing. Yeah, it might be uh, impeccably timed for us to pick that one up. I think right now, because we didn't open Scarab God or any reason to go into black, I think we might want to start leaning in on this, this blue-white deck, where we're trying to go late, get this Overwhelming Splendor down, and win the game from there. So in this third pick, we've got Solidarity. <laughs> 
or sorry, solemnity. Nah, not really what we want. Uh, Supreme Will might be a, a good pickup here. There's also a Catcher's Avenger, Hieroglyphic Illumination, and Disposal Mummy. I'm on the Supreme Will here, although we could use some more creatures. Yeah, there's a Vile man- Manifestation in this pack as well. There's also a Final Reward, but uh, I don't know. I think we do have a, a, quite a bit of Cyclers, but if we're trying to stick the white here, I think we might want a Catcher's Avenger just because it does allow us to pressure a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'd go with that. Yeah, it kind of feels like we should be in some of the some Esper combination here, but here we're going to get paid off a little bit. We see a Lay Claim. There's also an Unconventional Tactics, another Binding Mummy, Mighty Leap, Dauntless Avon, and uh, there's a Fervent Paincaster in this pack too, but we're pretty far away from red. Unfortunately, I don't think our early Magma Spray or Open Fire got there, but it does make me wonder what the people around us are drafting. Yeah, this, pack, this, this uh, draft has been all over the place. Going into pick five here, we see a Vizier of Deferment, which could be pretty solid for us. We see a Countervailing Winds, a Cartouche of Solidarity, and a Wall of Forgotten Pharaohs. We only have really the one Desert of the True if we're not playing the Ifnir Deadlands, so I don't know if Wall is really something we want here. Our three-drop slot looks like it's okay, and we already have a Countervailing Winds. We could just play the the Vizier of Deferment. gives us an extra body. Yeah, I I do like Vizier. I like the ability to hold up a, uh, a creature, and... You know, you got to learn how to use this thing right. You can, you know, flash it in to take care of your opponent's biggest attacker and, you know, buy you some time. So in this next pack, we see a sensor, an aerial guide, and an essence scatter. All pretty good pickups for us. How are we doing on creatures? Let's see here. We have 13 and 13 is our split creatures and non-creatures. Hmm. We're kind of playing as like a draw-go deck. I would take the scatter here. Maybe pick up a guide later. Yeah. I agree. Here we see pick seven, a Shimmer Scale Drake, a Floodwaters, and a Spring to Mind, though we're probably not playing the Spring to Mind given the the first half of that is green. We also have a Supply Caravan, uh, which we don't really need too much. Um, We have... I think this is a Drake. Yeah. Cycles early. We'll play it. We've got another one already, but whoa, we got a late pickup for us. So we just got past a riddle for him. I think with all the... uh, you know, instant speed shenanigans we've got, this is going to be a pretty solid threat in our deck. Agreed. We also have a late Thorned Moloch going, uh, a Tormenting Voice, and then also Cartouche of Solidarity and Cartouche of Ambition, pa- pack three, pick eight here. This is a weird one. <laughs> but we're just going to slam the riddle for him and move on. Next yeah. up, we see Sacred Cat, Cartouche of Zeal, and an Ancient Crab are probably the only cards in contention. I guess we're just going to jam the cat because we're not really on red and Ancient Crab's not really worth playing. Sure, I'd take the cat here. Wow, we wield the Baleful Amet. No other blue or white cards apart from, you know, Catcher's name in this pack. So I think we'll just slam the Amet. Probably not playing yeah. it, but if we end up needing playables, we could maybe try to splash black. So, so this draft has we been super weird. To... Yeah, I agree. We just got past the Vile Manifestation as well. There's also a Hieroglyphic Illumination. That's probably the pick here, but uh, I do like Manifestation too. Maybe our seat was supposed to be blue-black, but then again, red was also open. And so was white coming from the other direction? Yeah, this, is, this was really wacky. I, I don't know. Here. Actually, I think what I might do is post the draft logs on this uh, and try to see if we can't uh, get some input from the viewers as well as uh, some other content creators in the community. Maybe we missed something and there was a more obvious seat we should have been in. But it yeah, definitely this was felt a bizarre one. Yeah, it definitely felt like red was open, and then we saw some good black cards getting passed. 
We saw some good blue cards getting passed. And then, yeah, pack two, we just saw a ton of white. We didn't end up wheeling the um, the, the white hour. Mm-hmm. So, so someone's playing white. Player. Yeah. And we just shafted them out of an overwhelming splendor, but we're going <laughs> to play it here, so... Yeah, this is an interesting one. I think this deck does have the ability to get into the late game and kind of uh, stop some of the more aggressive decks from you know getting in under us. We do have multiple unquenchable thirsts. We did pick up a desert, and it's good even if it's not turned on. And uh, between Biddleform and all of these instant speed tricks, I think this will be pretty playable. So just to go over, we picked up uh, Sacred Cat. Binding Mummy, Impeccable Timing, Oketra's Avenger, Steward of Solidarity, Compelling Argument, Essence Scatter, Riddle Form, Seeker of Insight, Spellweaver Eternal, Two Unquenchable Thirsts, and through drops we've got Vizier Deferment, Champion of Wits, Countervailing Winds, Eternal of Harsh Truths, Two Hecma Sentinels, Farm to Market, and Edifice of Authority. Four drops we've got Two Hieroglyphic Illumination, A Vizier of the Anointed, Commit to Memory. Five drops we've got Two Shimmer Scale Drake and a Supply Caravan. And then in seven, we have Lay Claim, and all the way up in eight, all by itself, is Overwhelming Splendor. Well, Zach, I don't know. If you could have picked a deck and wind up with blue-white control, I feel like you'd be pretty happy, right? Yeah, but we didn't open a Sphinx's Revelation. Yeah, that's true. We were just leaving ourselves open for it. So uh, we have six cuts to make. Uh, What do you think? Should we do that now? Yeah, we could go ahead and talk about that. I think we probably want to get rid of the Seeker of Insight. We have a lot of two-drops, and Seeker is not one of the better ones. How's our creature count looking? We're at 14 and 14 after cutting the Seeker. All right, so we can maybe cut two or three of each then. It's it's fine to stay somewhat even with this. How are we winning? We just lay claim their best thing and hope it gets us there? <laughs> That's true. We do need a plan with this one. I feel like we're kind of a, uh, a blue-white controlly and then, you know, incidental beats deck which means Sacred Cat might not be our best option unless we're really trying to stall into the late game. That, that's the question. Are we, are we all in on Overwhelming Splendor here, or are we trying to win with little Hecma Sentinel damage and, and uh, getting in with Riddle Form, that kind of thing? Well, so here's the thing. Overwhelming Splendor on its own doesn't win us the game. Like, if we don't have a board presence, Overwhelming Splendor, we still are facing down 1-1s. One mm-hmm. um, and I guess if we lay claim something it becomes the the original card overwhelming splendor then no longer affects it is that correct yeah it, it'd go back to normal uh because it's it's all the creatures the enchanted player control so if, if you had a glory bringer that was splendored then laid claim it then it'd be back to its normal glorious self yeah I, that's kind of loose and super expensive but that's <laughs> yeah. an option i guess otherwise we have our drakes and our riddle form we could just rely on cards like Hieroglyphic Illumination to get us to those cards and try to keep us surviving. We also have a few counter spells in Countervailing Winds and Essence Scouter. Then we have some creatures early on, Binding Mummy, Hackma Sentinels. Binding Mummy's not really doing anything. We don't have too many zombies available. Our Champion of Wits mm-hmm. will come back as one. The Mummy, I think, is and on my short list to cut here. I think I actually like Sacred Cat over the Mummy, given that it can double chump gain us some life. Yeah, I mean, in this deck, Binding Mummy's more or less just a 2-mana two 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, I think we can cut that one. And Oketra's Avenger is kind of awkward here, but it does help us put a little bit of pressure on early if our opponents stumble, and might be <laughs> enough to chip through to let the Flyers get in uh, and close the game out for us later. Yeah, that's true. We can leave it in. It does trade up pretty often. Uh, I like Spellweaver Eternal, too. Besides that, I think we've got a pretty good suite of, uh, of 2-drops. Is Steward of Solidarity worth keeping in? 
I want to say it is, yeah. I think the ability to make a bunch of one ones. There are so many X ones in this format that you know. I think that's why I like Sacred Cat too. The ability to say uh, pressure an opponent's like three one uh, and kind of hold that back or keep it you know on the exerting plan each time. I'm a fan of that. Let's take a look at our three drops. So Eternal of Harsh Truths doesn't always get there. I think it pairs really well with Evasion, but you know it does get blanked by say Ornery Kudu. Yeah, that's true, but there's a chance it, it doesn't have to connect necessarily for it to draw the card. That that could be good for us, and the Afflict might mean that early on it won't get blocked. I don't know. I've liked the card, but in this deck it is a, a little bit awkward. I mean, it's big enough that it can block things too, which is kind of nice, but there are a lot of 3Xs in this format. I think it might be on my list to cut here. It just seems a little awkward in this deck, you know? Yeah. I, I do think it's one of our better creatures, but yeah, it's there. We I think we could afford to cut either the cut, Eternal cut or a Hecma Sentinels. I, I don't uh, know if we want to get rid of both because we we do need creatures and we're, we're we've been sure. Cutting more I could see actually, you know, we could just cut three non-creature spells here. But if we do want to cut one more creature, I think it could be the Hecma Sentinels. I think I'd be okay with that. Or a Sacred Cat. You know, I don't I don't really care. <laughs> This yeah. isn't really a, a zombie beatdown deck. I might maybe it is correct to cut the cat before cutting a, a body like Sentinels. The thing is, a the good cat, amount of cycling and discard. That's true, but the cat does synergize with Vizier, and I feel like taking out more. We have a Vizier of the Anointed. That is the the four mana two mm. four, and I feel like yeah. taking taking out the cat. I don't know. Maybe it just is too loose. That's true. Letting uh, letting the Vizier draw a card once you get the cat off of it. That is pretty good. Maybe maybe cut uh, the Sentinels. Yeah, because we do have a lot of cyclers, but ultimately, like mm-hmm. this thing doesn't. Oh, and we're uh, we're cutting compelling argument. We don't want that in here. That's one that's an okay than... card in the the dedicated cycling deck, but not so much in this one. Yeah, one more, and uh, then I think we're good. I don't know. What, what do you think here? We could maybe cut an Illumination. Those can get a little awkward in multiples. Then again, it can propel you into the late game. Yeah, I think having cycling on it is enough to keep maybe to keep both, but I definitely don't want to cut another creature. So what's our next worst spell? Hmm. We have Unquenchable Thirst, which really isn't cuttable here. Uh, we have Countervailing Winds, which I also don't think is worth cutting. Farm to Market as well is just too good, I think. Commit to Memory. Yeah, it's tough. I, I, I might just be on... Eh, maybe Commit, maybe Hieroglyphic Illumination. It's tough. This is a tough one. Yeah, I think... Like, I comment, think, and subscribe if you know oh, what we goodness. should cut here. You know, I actually am wondering if we'll ever get an episode without that being said. <laughs> Never. Not well, I, I, I think it. I think Hieroglyphic Elimination is the cut here. I'm not sure that I'm happy with this deck, but we'll jam it. We'll see what happens, and uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, it gets us some uh, gets us some wins here. Yeah, this was an awkward totally. draft for sure. Let us know what you guys thought over on Twitter um, at DraftChaffPod. Uh, if maybe you found a better seat that we could have been in, or if you agree with our picks or 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 what um i'll post the draft <laughs> logs uh, on twitter there as well and yeah probably uh, in the be show sure notes. to keep following us to to let us know uh you know how, how we think we did and and also follow us so that zach can post when he inevitably seven o's at this list i think no that's, pressure <laughs> no pressure. yeah right 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 well i think that's about gonna do it for us this week hopefully this kind of episode Flicks. I know this can be pretty tough to digest over audio without seeing some of the cards. We went through a lot of cards very quickly. So give us some feedback if this is a type of thing you'd like to see us do more of in the future. 
um, and ways that we could improve it um, going forward as well. But I think that about does it for us. Before we sign off real quick, just uh, don't forget, if you're interested, check out the Patreon, draft cha- uh, patreon.com forward slash draftchaffpod. And once again, you can check us out on Twitter at uh, draftchaffpod or myself at Randy Galfridian. And you can catch Ben at Betafish1. That'll do it for us. And we'll see you guys next week. Later. So I do have to run, but before I do, not a single person tweeted at me for last week's giveaway. Does no one listen to these sign-offs? What the heck? What's going on? Yeah, I think it's either... So I've been thinking about this. There are a couple things that could have happened. Now, Mm -hmm. if there is anybody listening to this this sign-off, we can say right off the bat, we do have listeners. We we can see the numbers (laughs) on that. We know that people are downloading the episode. Yeah. That being said... We can't see any data on how long people listen to the episode for or if they listen to them at all. We just know they're being downloaded. Um, mm-hmm. So what I suspect is that either nobody listens to the sign-offs or you just didn't play up the Planeswalkers you have and nobody cares to get your Planeswalkers. I, I Look, I, I mentioned the tipple, but there's other real Planeswalkers in there too, people. Come on. They're free. Who doesn't want like a, just a free Planeswalker for their EDH deck? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe our, our listeners just... Maybe they're just lazy. You hear that, listeners? They're not listening anyway. We can insult them all all that we want. Oof, okay. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, we we do love our listeners. Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. If you're listening to this, just go listen to last week's sign-off. No one's tweeted at me yet, so... uh, Yeah, I guess it's still live. It's still live, yeah. All right, well, yeah. Just uh, every week when the new episode goes live, uh, we tweet about it reply to this episode's tweet uh, or last episode's (laughs) tweet that would be episode 9 or 10 